Hi, today is Martin Luther King's birthday. And I can't help but ask the question, is it time that people of color recognize how much power, influence that we have amassed, that we no longer need to ask to be invited anywhere? I ask the question, have we now come to a new time and place where we recognize that we can no longer beg for the love, acknowledgement, or respect of any group, then maybe it's time that we recognize that if we love and respect and acknowledge ourselves in the way in which we are asking others to do, that that is the place of true power. I'm simply asking the question, Here's what I believe. The Academy has the right to acknowledge whomever they choose, to invite whomever they choose. And now I think that it's our responsibility now to make the change. Maybe it is time that we pull back our resources and we put them back into our communities, into our programs, and we make programs for ourselves that acknowledge us in ways that we see fit that are just as good as the so-called mainstream ones. I don't know. Here's what I do know. Begging for acknowledgement or even asking diminishes dignity and diminishes power. And we are a dignified people, and we are powerful. And let's not forget it. Peace and love. Yes, peace and love. Before we get started, I'm your boy, Khalif. And I'm your girl, Jameez. And welcome back to another episode of the one and only Golden Mike winning award show. Friendly, Friendly Fire. Fire. <laughs> so remember everyone that you can also uh, get in touch with us at crossfire.crusade.net to take a look at our blog that we are trying to keep very updated with all the latest and greatest things going on. Well, you know, basically, if you have any travel issues or you want to know about how to go about getting a better travel route yourself. Well, I mean, of course, you can always email us, right? Yeah, you can find us at, hold on. Let me go ahead and say this. Crossfire at crusade.net. And what is with you with the midnight love voice? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm trying really hard not to cough. <laughs> you're like, hi, I'm Bob Ross. No, because I, I Let's don't know. It, it was like you just, it was like you just started talking. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. Whoa. I mean, I guess it's because it's just, you know, continuing like how Jada was talking, like very calmly, you know, just sitting calmly in a darkened room <laughs> i don't know but here's what i do know uh-huh. <laughs> that we're we're actually excited to back and talk we're actually excited to talk to you guys once again and thank you guys for joining in we're now about to dive into this heavily heated topic about hashtag all white oscars second year in row or hashtag oscars so white. Oscar's so white, <laughs> which is weird because Oscar is actually gold. I know. Why is everything so white? Although know. white and gold does look good together. 
But so I, does I black, like and black and gold. gold. <laughs> Brown and gold. Uh, red. I mean, you can pretty much pair gold just about anything. Blue and gold. Yeah. But yeah, but that was a clip that we brought to you guys so you can hear what initiated this whole shebang-a-bang. About the boycott, the Oscars. And you may be thinking... Oh, you guys are kind of behind because she did mention that today is Martin Luther King's birthday. And no, today actually is not Martin Luther King, but it was when she made that video. Yes, it was. And so really the Oscars are coming up next Sunday, February 29th, I do believe. And so for you wrestling fans, you know, Fast Lane is tonight, but we ain't talking nothing about that. I will never be talking about wrestling. <laughs> Well, I don't know. (laughs) I can guarantee that. Well, besides, this is just a little side note. So, I don't really know how this... Okay, go ahead with your side note. No, no, no. You don't know how this got started? No, 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 no. I don't know how uh, what she said was like a boycott of the Oscars. Because she said, I... I mean, you didn't play the end part. The last thing she said was that, um, although she had love and support for Chris Rock, she would not be watching, attending, nor watching the Oscars. That was, you know, her choice. Well, yeah, but, wow, you didn't even let me ask the question. But, yeah, no, so basically, when you hear the whole entire thing, I mean, some of you who know, you can find it on YouTube or just Google Jada's boycott message. I will go ahead and link it uh, to the on the website so you can see all the little video clips that we are going to share with you today. There are f- fuller clips and you can uh, see them. They are visual clips, <laughs> yeah, you can not see audio them. clips. You can see them, and we will have that on the website. But And we will have, like, little snippets for you as we discuss these things throughout the entire show. So, but yeah, but... So her message was basically sounding like just frustration with the Academy. That, once again, why if the Academy which has many ethnic stars that draw that are big money makers for the industry. Why are they why are they not being recognized for their work? And I think it's actually a commentary on society at large. And and I think we were just talking about that that maybe American society is just tired of black people having stuff. Maybe we just came too far, like, like what is it, Pegasus? Black people came to <laughs> No, sorry, Icarus. We, f- we flew too close to the sun. We got our black president, and now we got to get back down. Well, I think Burn our like wings this. off. I mean, we, we brought this up plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Um, well, many years ago after slavery, you know, it's like, well, what are we going to do with the Negro problem of America? Get them back to Negro Africa. Negro problem. Yeah. Hey, man, wouldn't have a problem if you hadn't gone there kidnapping them in the first place. But, oh, you know, that's that's how history always tries to undo what they did. And I was listening to NPR and they were complaining about, um, no, it wasn't. It was some guy on YouTube talking about how all black people are Uncle Tom if they believe in Christianity. Oh, yes. And so it's like, well... You know, your black people sold you to the white people. And it's like, but that still doesn't make it right. <laughs> right. Slavery is, it, it still actually is ongoing to this day. And it's not based on color nowadays. It's usually based on gender. And money, money, money. And the slavery was always about money. I mean, it's never not been about money. So, uh. Oh, can't do it. Sorry. And yeah, recently a rapper just got arrested for suspected, uh sex slavery they get women from third world nations and kind of just basically hold them hostage until they supposedly pay off their 
fees to travel and they probably will never be able to do so. So, I mean, slavery is still a problem today. And it's, we should never say that it's just associated with blackness because it's every uh, many cultures, many people have suffered the results of slavery or, or are suffering it right now. So. And- and so you have these issues that come up where so like the Negro problem and then you have like infighting amongst blacks where you had like Oh, it makes Francis, me so mad. Uh, W. E. B. Du Bois and oh, Jesus Christ, I can't think of his name right now. Uh Booker T. Washington. Um, arguing about what to do, how the Negro problem can be solved. They both. But have- it's so, it's like there's no Negro, there's no problem. That's the thing. It's like, shouldn't be like there's a problem. <laughs> and I like what it's Jada just had a situation. To say. And I like what Jada had to say about our power. Well, blacks, I mean, they showed it on, as you said before, they've shown it on Mad Men. They did, the power buying power of mm-hmm. the black community. Right. And so if you have movies that star, black individuals but then no one from that movie has got any nod or nominations from the academy but you will pull people out of that movie who may not have been african-american or ethnically well anyway so is a boycott the oscar needed should we all boycott the oscars all, all people of color should all people of color boycott the Oscars. Are you asking me? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Well, I believe yes. Mm. I believe if this is the fabric of America, this is the thread that has sewn this country together. You get pissed off about something, then you boycott. White people <laughs> got mad, dressed up as Indians, as they called them back in the day, and threw tea in the harbor. Then um. black people got mad <laughs> in the South with the Jim Crow laws and start boycotting the bus boycott. Hurt people in the pocket. That's the American way. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I just, I don't think boycotts work anymore nowadays. This is my opinion. But she had a few good ideas. I do enjoy the idea that she said that maybe we should take, instead of using our resources to promote the Other system as stuff. it is, mm-hmm. we should use that because there's plenty of us and I don't mean us, just say ethnically non-white individuals that are putting movies together, producing movies, starring movies that have us in it, then we should start putting that money back into our own communities and build that up and maybe even have our own. But see, I hate this. We're going to get into that more like the us versus them situation. But um, what was ugly was the immediate backlash that... Jada received from someone that I have not heard from in years or even thought about. Not just from someone. It's just the entire, the backlash received after this was horrible. But the first, the first person that was really, that really sparked it though, I think. For those who don't know, Janet Hubert was the first person to drop to drop dimes mm-hmm. and um some of you may know i was her. like what was the con- i didn't even know it was a controversy until like her response to it because before that spike lee had well, let said me say who janet okay is. yes let's let's tell let's tell who <laughs> janet is you're so you're so ready to get into this no i'm just i was it was just so weird it's like who are you again so but when i saw her <laughs> and heard her voice i was like aunt viv so you, right. some of you who do not know janet hubert um, when the first Prince of Bel Air, Will's first show was a started, sitcom starring Will Smith at the time, a, a very 
famous hip hop artist, and he had a TV show called Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And so she played his aunt that he moved out to Bel Air with. So or right. to live with. Right. So that was Aunt Vivian. But she only lasted maybe one or two seasons before. Oh, I she think was, it was more than two seasons. I don't necessarily remember the number, but she was dropped from the show and replaced. She was. Like, and I had always thought, like, I mean, I'm just going to say as a little side note, that the reason why she didn't come back was because she actually was pregnant her last season and had a child. So I thought, oh, you know, maybe she's uh, no longer wanting to act right now because she wants to spend time raising her child. And that's what I thought, because that's really how it was kind of written. The way you it know? kind of played out. Exactly. So the next season came back and there's new Aunt Viv and there's a baby cousin, Nikki, I think his name was. Yeah, little Nikki. <clears throat> and so, but yeah, but actually it was falling out due to, I think, some contract dispute. Yes, <laughs> which we, I guess no one really knew about till this situation because she used the well, situation to kind of on. attack. Hold on. Well, basically she I don't want to hold on. I mean, she, <laughs> this is what she was talking well, well, about. She immediately, I, when I listened to, well, we're going to play you the clip first. Oh, so oh we guys, are. Yeah. So we're going to play you the clip, oh, a little okay. snippet of the clip. Okay. So then you can hear what she had to say. Okay. I want to say something about, um. Jada Pinkett Smith asking other actors, black black actors and actresses to boycott the Oscars. Uh, first of all, Miss Thing, um, does your man not have a mouth of his own with which to speak? And the second thing is, girlfriend, there's a lot of shit going on in the world that you all don't seem to recognize. People are dying, our boys are being shot left and right, uh, people are hungry, people are starving, people are trying to pay bills, and you talk about some motherfucking actors uh, in Oscars. And it, it just ain't that deep. And here's the other thing. For you to ask other actors and other black actresses and black uh, actors to jeopardize their career and they're standing in a town that you know damn well, you don't do that. And Here's the other thing, they don't care. They don't care. And I find it ironic that somebody who has made their living, made their living and made millions and millions of dollars um, from the very people that you talk about boycotting just because you didn't get a nomination, just because you didn't win, that is not the way life works, baby. Okay? And it it's very suspect to me. And I seem to recall, hmm, 20, maybe six, seven years ago, 25, whatever it was. What, what, though, I don't even remember, but I seem to remember at option time coming to you and saying, you know what, Will? You're the star of the show. Why don't we all get together? And with you, maybe we could get a little raise. Maybe the network, since you know the show is such a hit and you being the star of the show, your influence would help us greatly, like they did on Friends, like white shows do. Remember that? Do you remember that? Because I do. Hmm. And your response to me was, my deal is my deal and y'all deal is y'all deal. Well, karma must be a bitch because now here you are. Here you are. You've had a few flops. And you know, there are those out there who really deserved a nod. And Idris Elba was one of them. Lord have mercy. Beast of No Nation was incredible. That man is an incredible actor. You are not... Maybe you didn't deserve uh, a nomination. 
I, I didn't think, frankly, you deserved a Golden Globe nomination with that accent, but you got one. Well, so immediately when she begins, she introduces herself and, you know, she seems all chipper, but she immediately starts to attack Will. Right. Not responding to what Jada actually said. Right. Because, I mean, we, you just, everyone, you just listen to, we purposely played Jada's mm-hmm. um, video, audio. Did she mention anything about anyone having to have a boycott? No, she did not. She voiced her distaste and disdain for what's happening, and she doesn't want to participate in it. Right. She didn't ask for anyone else to join her. And not once did she mention her husband's name. And so, and there's just a few parts where she talks about how um, Jada, doesn't your husband have a his own mouth? And I was like, what? Why is this about Will? Right. And she starts really talking about how bad Will was in the movie. Right. And he wasn't good. He didn't deserve a nomination. Exactly. Then, for those of you, she brought up the fact that 20 plus years ago, she <laughs> wanted them all to go talk to the <laughs> network to get a raise. And he said, my deal is my deal and your deal is your deal. Right. And she's like, well, Karma's a bitch. <laughs> and I'm just like, that is just the ugliest thing. And it had nothing to do with the meat and potatoes, what Jada was really asking or really just discussing is that, you know, we don't basically we don't need to be included. OK, we'll just make our own thing. And that should be just as good, if not better. And we're we're not going to ask to be invited to your table anymore. Well, because we don't need to, because you know what? We have now or we have gotten to the point your Negro problem, the white man's <laughs> burden is no longer your burden. Yeah, we, we're going to go take our toys and play somewhere else. Yes, we take <laughs> our ball and go home. Exactly. And so I was like, the fact that she just immediately was just attacked. This always irritates me, too. I was like, What's you know, that? it's 2016. Wives are not extensions of their husbands. They are independent, intelligent human beings in their own right. And a lot of times, believe it or not, people, married women will do things with their own mind, their own mouth, their own time. They have their own thoughts that they don't have to clear with anybody or check with anyone or decide that I represent somebody else. You are still an individual. Even though you are married, you are still your own human being and you're entitled to all your own thoughts and wishes and wants and dreams, just like anybody else. Well, and so here is something that she tweeted from her Twitter account. Who 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 tweeted? Who? Uh, Jada Pinkett. Smith. Okay, so she tweeted. What? Well, on a Saturday, she tweeted that um, all the Oscars, people of color, are always welcome to give out awards, even entertain, but we are rarely recognized for our artistic accomplishments. Should people of color refrain from participating altogether? She posed a question. Right. She didn't ask for a boycott. Right. But kind of like what, what we call that a food food for thought, you know, should yeah. we just not eat? I mean, we're not going to be included. Should we even be concerned about participating? And so and this is the thing. So Spike Lee, who's a very boisterous, angry director. <laughs> love this guy. Love you, Spike Lee. But he also Chirac. I live yes. in Chirac. <laughs> so I really I really like that rap song. 
Oh, it was a good. I mean, the whole movie was actually very entertaining. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, but Chirac that came out this past year was not mm-hmm. even nominated. Uh, it, it's not going to be. I mean, I didn't I expect mean, it to be once I watched it. Right. But and he's not asking to be included in that way either, you know. But it does seem that Spike Lee also noticed this trend from last year. Right. And decided that he wasn't going to go because he posted this from his Instagram account where they had a picture of MLK, a young MLK. Young. Oh, my gosh. What a handsome young man he was. And he said that. I would like to thank President Cheryl Boone Isaacs, who's the president of the Academy Awards, and the Board of Governors of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science for awarding me an honorary Oscar this past November. I am most appreciative, however, my wife, Mrs. Tanya Lewis Lee, and I will not be attending the Oscar ceremony this coming February. We cannot support it and mean no disrespect to my friends, host Chris Rock and producer Reggie Hudlin, Hudlin, President Isaacs and the Academy. But how is it possible for the second consecutive year, all 20 contenders under the actor category are white? And so this is just an an unused. Well, and see, and I really wanted to find these tweets and these because. I was trying to figure out what was this backlash. But from what these individuals, Spike Lee and Jada, pointed out, as we said before, it was food for thought. Like, okay, first year, we let it go by. First year was kind of funny. It's like, oh, what a weird coincidence. Oh, what a coinky-dink. The second year comes along, it's like, okay. It's not mere coincidence. This is actually possibly forethought. Because... Didn't you see it beforehand? Didn't you say it beforehand? Like you had the movie Creed? Oh, well, currently, currently this year, and it was really funny because SNL does a hilarious skit about this. And it's kind of like they were just looking for the white people in certain films to give those people the awards. So if you guys have ever seen or heard about it, Creed is kind of like the the new generation version of Rocky. And and we did watch it just to, I wanted to see it just to see what it was about because I'm a big fan of the Rocky movies and I loved Apollo Creed and thought Apollo Creed was fantastic. But then to have his son and I was like, how could this be? I need to see this movie. Right. So um, there was a, a black writer who wrote the 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 movie the film the, the yes. screenplay and the main actor who baby Creed Adonis, <laughs> Adonis he was uh He's black, but then the person who is a, who is nominated for the film, Sylvester Stallone, which I was like, okay, who's actually he's not a really big part of the movie. Although he's there, he just isn't a really huge factor. Okay, I mean, he is a big part of the movie, but it's just kind of funny that like the movie wasn't nominated, the writer producer wasn't nominated, the music wasn't even nominated, the music's not nominated, the main actor is not nominated, no supporting actress who was also black was nominated. But hey, that old white guy. I mean, I know Fence the Slice alone. I mean, he is the reason why there's Creed anyway. I mean, this is honest. But at the same time, it's like. Really? Can can you really ignore all the other people who are also in this movie? I'm I'm just saying. So, yeah, you just can't ignore the main actor who's an African-American who's playing the actual lead and driving force of the story. It's kind of like a slap in the face, I guess. So 
I mean, I do take it as a slap. I mean, I per- I mean, not personally, but it does seem like a slap in the face to where you have the movie that is about Creed, the young man right. who goes to go see and make a connection with this guy who knew his dad. And I thought he did. I thought he did a really good job. He did an I excellent mean, job. If we had to compare both acting roles, it's, it's just kind of um, Slice Alone has been rocky for so many years that I just. It's it's odd, you know. I'm gonna say this. I'm not saying anyone should win from that film, but I'm saying it's nice. It's like, like they always say, it's nice to be nominated. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say this. I'm just gonna say it just like this, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Mm-hmm. SGD, if you've been playing r- the same role, it's like Jay and Silent Bob. Jason, if Jason Mewes, who oh, played Jay, gosh. who was ever nominated for an oh, Oscar, would you stop and let me finish? <laughs> if Jason, well, I'm just saying this because I'm pretty sure people know Jay and Silent Bob. Okay. So if Jason Mewes, if he was ever nominated for playing Jay, <laughs> if he he's been playing Jay for like eight movies, <laughs> twenty years, yeah, for thirty years, and you know. Becomes a side character in Scream 18 <laughs> and gets nominated for an Oscar for being Jay. <laughs> what the hell? It's just so funny because I'm like, Rocky already got their Oscars. You know what I mean? So, so and pass I mean, the torch, buddy. Pass the torch, well, old man. <laughs> well, I, no, 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 no. Ta- help pass. Help. No, I think the movie was passing the torch from Rocky. To Creed, to you know, to give more right. life to the franchise. Because if you guys see the movie, I think Creed was a um, he's a young man who you know he knows Rocky Balboa, and it becomes kind of like a weird uncle nephew. Well, yeah, but that actor, I think I want to say his name is Brandon Jackson, but that may not. No, that's not him. Michael B. Jordan. I don't know his name. Yes, I think I think I got it right. I know him from I, I think the bad is. Fantastic Four movie and that weird alien movie where they touch a meteorite and they end up flying. No, 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 no. This guy, he's also the lead actor in that movie Fruitvale Station. Never saw it. He is an excellent actor. No, he is a tremendous actor. I like this guy. And I would have liked to have seen him nominated. That's all. I don't say he has to win, but he is a really good actor. And that's the point of the nomination. So, and I think the reason why we're saying is that the first person, and since Aunt Viv, and I think, and not to sound like crazy, but, you know, I believe when, as a black man, when you start to see, like, my mom raised me to, like, as a family, you could hate each other and kill each other, but when you're out in public, you look like a unit. (laughs) And when you have... Now we all know. (laughs) But now when you have, you know black actors or you know prominent black people arguing amongst each other and especially aunt viv throw large amounts of shade oh so it was so salty Mm. oh yeah i mean this was msg level Mm. hatred it is so ugly people to see adults do that. Yeah, of course, because people love controversy. And they love to see people the same ethnic group tearing up each other, which is why I remember, okay, I, I love, I was going to revert this back to Chris. I have all these little theories about Koreans being similar to black people. And this is another way that Koreans are similar because Koreans like to keep things in-house. So they're arguing amongst each other. I'm just going to say South Koreans because I don't know anything about North Koreans, but I'm assuming they, they have similar thoughts. But when they're fighting amongst each other, South Koreans, and they like to keep it in-house. It's kind of like, okay, when the white guy goes by, shh, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Hey! You know, like, act like everything is all good, you know, because someone who's not family, I'll put that in quotes, is watching you. So we need to, like, 
come come away from don't show him that don't show him that show and, him your good side <laughs> and don't be somebody who tries to like say well i know korean culture this is this Bruce, you don't know korean culture you're not korean yeah so it's 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 just funny all ethnic groups are like this and um people who um i'm just gonna say the the white anglo-saxon descent people may not have the same uh behavior that they do but you may have noticed it and other like okay, you I'm sure there's there's, there's a white girl who's walked by a group of Latinos who was talking in Spanish, saying whatever you know, having their their no, good no, time. No, 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 no. It's like this. And then they all get quiet when she walks by. It's not because they were talking about you. Because they don't want you to to like. No, no, no. It's like this. Their... <laughs> not get quiet. Not get quiet. It's like this. Um, <laughs> it's like this. No, no, no. It's just like they're arguing in English. And they're bilingual, the Latinos. Ah, but yes. then the one person who's the outsider walk by, they flip it into Spanish because they don't want you to know exactly what's being Just said. Just like what happened in Turkey. Remember, they started arguing in English. And yes. I didn't even know that the other guy was Turkish because he looked, he was very fair skinned and had light eyes. But like then when everyone's time like looking, it's a, a multicultural crowd, right? Getting on this flight. Then they start, they reverted to speaking in Turkish. And I thought, oh, it, it's this a similar idea, but because a lot of black minorities in America do not have another language we can revert to, we probably may just get quiet. It has nothing to do with the, that we're talking about you. We just don't want you to know what, what kind of conversation we're problem. having. Exactly. And we don't need someone else jumping exactly. in that problem. Exactly. We don't want you to try to problem solve because sometimes there are some do-gooders and we we love, we love the, the people who try and do good, but sometimes you don't, you don't know what the situation is because you just walked up on it kind of thing. So that's what we mean, the in-house fighting. We don't want some has-been actor being angry and salty and throwing shade at someone who didn't really deserve it, in my opinion. And that's what exactly what it sounds like when she starts blasting at Will. Mm -hmm. But, man, because of this whole back, this this fire, this <laughs> dynamite has been Boom. let off. This bomb has been, this pipe bomb has been dropped. <laughs> Will Smith shows up on Good Morning America. I think he was probably invited. Because you know Robin Williams. I love my girl Robin Williams. You know everybody loves Robin Williams. Oh, it's not the fact that... <laughs> Everyone loves her. She's I mean, so lovable. But you know, this comes out, and we oh, all. Oh, and know Good Morning America is a morning news program that has like news and entertainment stuff that comes on really early for those of you who are not from the states, and, and it's like everyone in America watches it. And since this was a huge, like you got Jada Pinkett Smith, beloved by America. Mm -hmm. Then you have Aunt Viv. Everyone loved. Everyone. Everyone loved Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's a, everyone it's a good loved show. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and this was everyone's favorite Aunt Viv. Right. And and so to her to come no out and say this. No one liked Second Aunt Viv. She wasn't that um, sassy, you know? Well, it's because, well. Anyways, I'm, we'll I don't, don't want to contend that poor actress. She did she did what she could. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, she did. But, you know, but it's just like, never mind. So we'll anyways, talk about we, this we bring Will because Will is now a part of the conversation. And and we're like, what does Will have to say? His wife said this? Because, you know, a lot of people, they're going to believe the, you know, the that she's ulterior speaking motive. For him and she's upset that her husband didn't get nominated for uh concussion and that's really her motive behind it people are like tell the truth tell the truth and so i think i think will told the truth and so <laughs> and and on that great segue let's go ahead and let's play ahead and a little him. bit of this clip i think that um diversity is the american superpower that's why we are great so many different people from so many different 
places adding their ideas, their inspiration, and their influences to this beautiful American gumbo, you know? And for me, uh, at its best, Hollywood represents and then creates the imagery for that, for that beauty. But for my part, I think that I have to protect and uh, fight for the ideals that make our country and make our Hollywood community great. And so when I look at the series of nominations of the Academy, it's, it's not reflecting that beauty. Yeah, you said Hollywood at its best, and, and many feel we're not seeing Hollywood at its best right now. Even George Clooney right. Right. mentioned that 10 years ago he thought the Academy was doing better. What is your opinion? Well, it's, it's really interesting. I've been, I've been nominated uh, twice for Academy Awards, and, and I've never lost you. to a white person. <laughs> the first time I lost to Denzel, uh, the second time I lost <laughs> to Forrest Whitaker. So for me, that was huge. So when, when I see this list and series of nominations that come out, and everybody is fantastic, and that's the, the, the complexity of this issue. Everyone is beautiful and deserving, and it's fantastic, but it feels like it's going the, the, the wrong direction. You know, when I, when I look at it, the, the nominations reflect the Academy. The Academy reflects the industry, reflects Hollywood. And then the industry reflects America. It reflects a series of challenges that we are having in our country at the moment. There's a regressive slide towards separatism, towards racial and religious disharmony. And that's not the Hollywood that I want to leave behind. That's not the industry, that's not the America I want to leave behind. Man, I just love this clip. I do too. And I love about what he's saying is America's superpower. Oh, man. Because I, I feel it. that. Isn't that what we talked about? That's what makes, that's really what makes America great is that it's so diverse and we have so much power in that diversity and creativity and beauty in that, you know? Well, because we say this all the time that the strong, the strongest point that America has is the fact that everyone has decided to come to conform to an ideal. Right. It, that we don't have a look that says, oh. Yeah, there is not the, like the, um, I mean, okay, there might be the American. There, I is, mean, there is a look. There is a, a there swag. Is a there is a swag. <laughs> but there's not something like, oh, physically, this is, um, this physically, this is what makes you look like you're Korean right, the stereotype, or Chinese. The st right, right, right. Et cetera, et cetera. There isn't like a physical appearance that you can just point your finger to. And There's like, an ideal. It's, right. a, it's an attitude. It's a way it's that a behavior. you walk. It's a way that you think of certain things. And I'm not saying that it's better or worse than anything, but if you think about it, and a lot of people may not like to hear this and may disagree with me, but America has been able to attract some of the best and brightest from all over the world. And so no doubt. <laughs> those people have been a real important part of the fabric of, of the United States. 
And so I think that that contributes to why we have, you know, we're, we're doing so well in so many fields and maybe not so well in others, but, but we will continue, I think, to attract the best and brightest. I we believe do. so. We, no, we will. But because of that, and I and as Will has pointed out, we're now on a regressive slide. I yes. love this. I know yes. like, this was very articulate. It sounds kind of scary. It's like going down the slide backwards, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> because he says that basically, because you guys heard the clip, and he just says that, you know, what the industry, Hollywood, what America is, Hollywood would then put that on film. Right. You know, but then, and after all these movies where you had Latino movies up for being nominated, actors and all these different characters, and all of a sudden now it's just one year, all white, second year, all white. And you had right. some really great movies that came out. And some excellent performances. And again, I cannot say enough. When we compare our academies to the Berlin Awards, which is similar, but it's in Europe, Berlin, Germany, some of you who aren't good with geography, and their awards are so diverse and multicultural and lingual. And you just think, well, how is it possible that they can have represent that different kinds of talents and that our Academy Awards do not represent all of those different cultures and diversity in talents. And I cannot say enough how odd it was that what was a beast of no nation is not mentioned. At, and that movie is so powerful. And Idris Elba did it. Okay. You, uh, you know, I got Idris Elba did his uh, damn thing. It, it just blows my mind. It's like, how can you not nominate something that, and you nominate a movie about, and I have nothing issue with this, but it's just, it sounds so boring. I haven't seen it. Brooklyn, you know, some immigrant woman from Ireland falls in love. That sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> and someone made a joke about that. It's a movie that takes place in Brooklyn that has nothing but white people in it. That's kind of strange. And it's those of you who are from Brooklyn... You're probably like, yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> Brooklyn's in New York City, for those of you who don't know. So my whole thing is that um, I did have a hypothesis, but in our next clip, Whoopi said it best. Yes, let's go ahead. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, who is also an actress in Who talent. won a, a supporting actor. Supporting for, was it for Ghost? No, I think she was nominated for Ghost. I think okay. she wanted for um, Color Purple. Color Purple. But I think that would be main just no. actress. No. How was she supporting? Who was the main because, actress in that movie? No, no, no. I'm saying because, or maybe she was nominated and she won for Ghost. I don't know. The woman has an Academy Award. Anyway, she has had <laughs> some incredible, an incredible movie career, and she's very enjoyable and she's very funny. And right now she has, she's she, on a program called The View, and so this clip comes from that program. And the, well, what is The View? The View is just a, a, a talk show, morning talk, daytime talk show with a whole bunch of women. Well, you get like a five or six of like five women talking about points. and It's boring. It's not my thing. But this is pretty cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Great femme power right there. Who wants to listen to a bunch of girls talking? I mean, this is the thing, too. They've copied this show like four other times. So if you're ever in the United States and you're watching daytime TV, you can catch this same formula Four different times with four different groups of five ladies who are all talking about their feelings. I don't care about this nonsense. <laughs> well, let's go on that note. Let's play the clip. Something to you. There has never been 
in the history of movies, <laughs> there has not been a plethora of black movies made because people believe we don't want to see movies about with black people in them. So until you start making movies like The Avengers, where you see more than 70 white folks saving the earth, and I am mad about this. You know why? Because I would like to be one of those people saving yes. the earth, but they're not coming to me. Be. Yes, but that is the point with all of these. In Carol, in in Danish Star Wars, there are two girl. black people. If Carol starred black people, I would have seen it. Wow. What did you think about what Whoopi said? I loved it. It is, to me, and it's funny because um, I, I cannot be anything else but a black woman. And that's just that's just how it is. And But I never really thought about me being represented. I just go to movies and just enjoy them. But it never occurred to me that, hey, maybe, you know, there should be somebody who's not white saving the world for once. Like, it never occurred to me and then when she said it i was like oh yeah yeah we had that conversation we started talking about (laughs) the movie with chloe something yeah for those of you don't know chloe i love this actress this little white girl but (laughs) she my favorite role of her is she played a little curtain foul mouth girl in kick-ass right cute kid freaking adorable white girl trying to save the world we've gotten a lot of those um what was the other woman that we don't really care for and, uh, divergent, and, divergent, and white girl Hunger Games. saving the world, Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. But I love Jennifer Lawrence in this and movie. And so this newest awesome. movie, and I, of course I love Hunger Games. That was like the first one, and but then we had consequently continuous of but the if same you think kind about of it. formula. But if you think about it, not even just that, Iron Man, white superhero saving the world, Superman. White, white alien. <laughs> I know. To save why can't he be like green? I mean, he is an alien. He doesn't exactly have to look like um, everybody else. Deadpool. Well, he ain't trying to save the world. And really, and that, but that's what I said, though. I was like, Deadpool, is, is, is he's a bad, good guy. And he really could have been any ethnicity. He didn't have to be white. I but mean, this was that was Ryan Reynolds' perfect role, I right? And that, you know, I really, I really don't care about that. I just, I do care that yes, we should have, because and it's so funny. I guess I identify with being a woman first, and I'm always looking for women to like be represented in film and to be able to have their own voice in film and TV. Oh, so I, I also mentioned the same thing about we need more women to play these really strong oh, well, roles. Then as you're well. probably going to be really upset. Then, well, not you, but Why? Wonder Woman is white. No, it's just, I mean, it's totally fine. Like, I mean, I, I, like I said, the fact that it never really occurred to me that it was a problem, you know, but now I'm like, well, you know, they really should represent the diversity of the American fabric. And also, I mean, there's a few <laughs> things like Donald Glover made a joke about this on his, one of his standups about how. Why can't Wonder Woman be Asian? I don't know. Or Indian American. And, like um, from India. Or she could be Native American. Well, Donald Glover said this in one of his... <laughs> oh, maybe Falcon should be a Native American. I mean, it is... A, okay. No, you know, I don't know. Anyways, what did Donald Glover say? <laughs> well, Donald Glover, he was making a joke about how there was... Oh, the new, the amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. was being produced, was mm-hmm. going to be produced. Right. And he said, oh, Donald Glover is going to be the new Spider-Man. He tweeted that. Uh-huh. And people lost their grits. Like, sp- Peter Parker isn't black. Uh-huh. And people just getting angry and like saying all these awful things on his Twitter account. Mm. And he made jokes about it. You guys should look it up. He's really funny. If you guys So he know, was trying to get people upset. No, it he wasn't was just, real. He really wanted to be. Oh, he um, was trying to say, Oh, I you know, I I, I should be, you know. Yeah, he's kinda like uh, throwing it out there like oh, Hey, I could I could I could be Spider Man. Like Donald Glover for Spider Man or something right? like that to see right? and but people lost their grits. <laughs> but then but Whoopi did bring up a valid point and then Kevin Hart 
said the same thing. Like, how come when you have Kevin Hart could have been Ant Man because he little, it would have been funny. <laughs> Because yeah. because that guy they pulled to be he it, man, need a, but he's not like the greatest guy ever. He so. wouldn't need a suit. Oh, <laughs> poor Kevin. <laughs> but yeah, but Kevin Hart said this on one of his things where his push because he has such a fan following, mm-hmm. he uses that to his um, advantage in Hollywood, right? Because he says he. Hollywood, and he said this, He believe, and Whoopi said this too, which uh-huh. is why I loved it. He believes that Hollywood doesn't, that Hollywood believes movies that have black actors leading the movie mm-hmm. won't sell. And they become like a black movie. What do you guys think about that? I mean, do you, uh, the listeners out there, do you think that, oh, it's a too many black people movie, I'm not going to see it. It's a black movie. I want to see black movie. I don't I mean, know. If people consciously think that. I don't. I don't know how they think. I mean, you could put you could put your answer. We'll t- we can put the question. I could put it on Twitter on the mm-hmm. Facebook page. Put your information out there. It's okay. We all know it's just opinions. We're not going right. to. Right. We're you not going to judge you for it. I'm, I'm just curious because when I pick a movie, I pick it because it's, it's in the genre that I like. I love superheroes. I love football movies. And yes, a lot of football movies are very multicultural. I freaking. Who did not love Remember the Titans? Oh my gosh. Man, that's I <laughs> thought know? Hayden Pantera was just too cute. And it was just such a precious movie about getting over getting, getting used to over. diversity, you know, integration and it just so well done and so well acted and Anyways, I, I love a good sports movie. I love a good action movie. I don't care who's in it. If it's got a great story, I'm all in. Oh, but I did. Oh, I'm sorry. I know we moved on to Whoopi and uh-huh. we're going to move on to our next clip. But I did want to say this about Will. Okay. And the full interview for you guys that can He's go to the so website handsome. and see it. He is still so freaking handsome. Okay. Well, I'm not talking about that, but. I, I just had to put that out there. But Robin Williams, she looked good, too. She asked. You know, it's true. Black don't correct. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead, honey. She asked <laughs> She asked the, She asked. asked Will, mm-hmm. did you know your wife was going to do this? Uh, and he was like, he was out the country. Right. <laughs> and right. when he gets home, he's like, what happened? Because all this stuff All this started. stuff. He's like, what happened while I was on the plane? You know, like, I was on a plane. Um... I don't know what happened while I was on the plane. But he will be in support of his wife, and that's a great husband. Right. And of of course, of course. But the thing is, it's just so funny. It's like, I had a feeling he had no idea, you know? And I, I just kind of feel like, and for any of you who are married to a woman who is very powerful, independent, you're probably thinking, yeah, it's kind of like, Lucy, what did you do this time? <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know what they're up to because you don't control you don't control your strong, independent, significant other. You just let them do what they do and be like, OK, I can support that. Or like Khalif does, girl, you on your own with that one. <laughs> Like woman, <laughs> don't talk to me. I'm going to sleep. Or he's like, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but this also, but then also, the reason why I flipped it back to Will because I did wanted to draw attention to one other point that uh-huh. um, Jada said. Oh, okay. About how we should do us. Uh-huh. Maybe we should make our own things that are just as good as these mainstream things are, and. And I believe this brought out Stacy Dash. 
For oh. those of you who don't know, Stacy's dad is a very beautiful woman. Um, her oh, brother, she, she all right, she all right. Her brother is Dame. That the one. I mean, I'm just saying she looked the same age. I think. I think she's a vampire. I already mentioned Black Don't Cry. But um, <laughs> her brother is Dame Dash, the um, CEO of Rockefeller Records, and. What she's famous for, for all of my peoples, my peeps who were born in the 80s, you know, in the 90s, our favorite tween drama was Clueless. A really and cool movie. the TV show, Clueless. If you haven't seen the movie, because the TV show was not that great. If you haven't seen the movie, go ahead and watch. It's it's pretty funny. It's it's really cute, and it's it's so 90s. <laughs> it does capture the 90s in a great light. Right. But yeah, and so she's really famous, I mean, for... For Maybe that. my generation <laughs> for that. But, and now she's a correspondent for Fox News? Yeah, which is weird because since Clueless, which I didn't know, she has done a lot of appearances on BET. And if you, and BET means Black Entertainment Television. And if you've ever watched Fox or Fox News, they do have a lot of, I shouldn't say Fox, not the entertainment channel. Fox News has a lot of very, uh, the rhetoric can seem very hateful, racist prejudice and it's unusual to see someone of color basically, as a correspondent on basically it sound like bill o'reilly is talking 24 7 i don't know fox news is really not real news either it's more like their ugly opinions so ugly opinion uh, the ugly side of the view <laughs> right exactly the opposite they're so mean on fox news so just and and the reason why i'm going to play you guys this clip because she has been she talked about getting like now she's talks, gotten beat up. <laughs> she's gonna get well. She's basically talking about we can't have it both ways. Do we need? Do you want segregation or integration? We are all Americans first. But well, we're let, gonna, but we're gonna let you hear that. Yeah, clip let's first. let her, let let's let you hear her say that. Stacy, good morning to you. Good morning. Well, what do you think about this? I think it's ludicrous. Why? Because we have to make up our minds. Either we want to have segregation or integration. And if we don't want segregation, then we need to get rid of channels like BET and the BET Awards and the Image Awards, where you're only awarded if you're black. If it were the other way around, we would be up in arms. It's a double standard. So you say there shouldn't be a BET channel? No, I don't think so, no. Just like there shouldn't be a Black History Month. You know, we're Americans, period. That's it. Are you saying there shouldn't be a Black History Month because there isn't a White History Month? Exactly. So, Jamise, what did you think about Stacey Dash? I think that, I don't know who the the white guy she was talking to is, but he baited her in, into that that whole stuff about the, um. so you think that there shouldn't be Black History Month because there isn't a White History Month? It's like, oh, and then she's like, well, yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's not exactly what I said. Well, <laughs> I'm not promoting white history. Much. Well, and the reason why she was getting beat up because everyone started saying like, oh, she doesn't want to be black. Oh, look at this. She's talking about getting rid of black history month. Mm -hmm. And the sad thing is I what I've interpreted from what she said, I didn't at first when I heard the backlash on talk radio, mm -hmm. I had to go find this clip and see what the hell this interview was. Well, about. Well, of course, conservative talk radio was all like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's ridiculous to have separation. They can't have it both ways. And I'm just like, oh, because at the <sighs> same time, they were bringing up this whole, this, this, this bigoted show mm -hmm. was talking about the stuff with Aunt Viv and Stacey Dash. Yes, yes, same and show. And I was mm -hmm. angry and I would just live it. And he was like, well, I want to listen to my black listeners, my black intelligent listeners. What did you think about this? And I'm like, why are you, 
um, I antagonizing. Like a good controversy. And so, and well, this old white guy, and I'm assuming he's an old white guy. I'm coming across as a bigot, but it <laughs> was just his remarks. Is a bigot. <clears throat> he calls in and he starts talking about how you know about the Oscars being all white. It's they're nominating the best of the best, and so sometimes. Okay. People should get over what happened. If you didn't get nominated, didn't get nominated. And I was like, well, that is true. You didn't get nominated, didn't get nominated. Right. But then he's like, but you got these so-called people out here who has all of their organizations, like the NAACP, <laughs> they have BET. Mm-hmm. And he just starts listing a lot of, like, black organizations. Right, right. And then he says, well, then he fine met- then. Well, you sh- and he says, "Well, then you keep talking about how you don't want to be a part of the Oscars. Well, then why don't you go make your own award show, award show, and call it the Leroy?" And I was like, oh. "Dang!" Because everybody knows Oscar. You probably know someone who wasn't white named Oscar. I know plenty of people <laughs> named Oscar. You know Holmes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, boy, we bring it out Khalif's other side. <laughs> so, but yeah, I thought that that's ignorant. That's really ignorant. It was. And I was just like, it's but terrible. people that called in were saying, like, yeah, and like and so here's here's what people don't understand. All of these minority associations, the the whatever minority Asian Americans of, of of California or whatever, all of these organizations are not just Asian only, Black only, Hispanic only. No, they are inclusive. It's just this is what we are about. This this part of what needs to be done. You know, the NAACP is all I mean come on people you know there's people who are non-colored Rachel who are a part of the NAACP so I just think it's really stupid to feel like you're not included just because it doesn't say white in it that does not mean that you are not welcome to join there hasn't I have never in my life seen a Caucasian person kicked out of a group of minorities or minority focused group because of their color. Well, I have heard this <laughs> argument before where... Um, but haven't we been kicked out of country clubs and swimming pools and things like that because of our Well, color? I've also heard this. There was reverse racism based on the fact that um, this South African kid, um, he was a white, he was an Africana. For those who don't know, it's a white um, South African who, so like probably Deutsch descent, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. but his parents were from South Africa. He was born in America, so his parents were technically African. Yes. And so he's born in America. What would that make him? African American son. But he's white. What? Oh well. <laughs> but yeah, that's how we're defining well, the term. He's not, no, he's not black, but he is African American. You heard. <laughs> And see, and and I use this argument. Well, I've I've used this story in my argument about how black people shouldn't call themselves African Americans mm-hmm. because that's a too all inclusive um, title. Right. Right. And but the reason why I'm bringing the story up because all of a sudden a lot of white people was like in support of the the Africana young man because they're like, oh well. He basically, what I mean, he, there was this famous scholarship for African-Americans to go to college. Well, he sees that there's an African-American scholarship. And he writes for it because he is an African-American. But here's my thing. Did he need that scholarship to go to school? I, I don't know these. Means? 
I don't necessarily okay. know his whole backstory. I'm just saying this because the reason why there was a whole big backlash about because they tried to not give him the award because he's like, well, you're not African American, like black, basically. Right. And but that and it was just like this is. I bet made now for, they specify. I mean, oh, actually, black African American scholarship. Well, see, and after that, they started. I, you start to see a lot of things begin to change with these freaking labels that we use in America. Like, how many job interviews you've seen... Job interviews. How many job applications you've seen me, like, fill out? And the first thing they say, are you Hispanic or Latino? Or- yeah, yeah. Why is that, like, number one, check yes or no if you're Hispanic or Latino? And then if you're like, no, then it's like, well, check one of these that you are. Are you white, African? No, black, comma, African-American. Non-Hispanic. And I was like... So, and this is the thing that I was <laughs> Why saying. Why does it matter? But I don't believe that we should have scholarships that are color-related anyway. I think they should be based on um, performance and, and need. Well, see, and this is what I was saying. The reason why I brought this up is because... Unless you're going to Stacey Dash was using her arguments, the fact that we're all... We are all Americans, as I've said this before. Mm-hmm. We are all Americans. I would never call for the end of Black History Month because the reason why Black History Month was invented because the additions that black the con- the contributions that black americans have made to this country were not being recognized well it seems like if you've ever um just only studied history like if you would only study history from his history textbooks that you grew up in public school you would think that america was built only by Anglo-Saxon descent male. Or basically it started out And like with one the, woman, uh, Bar- Barbara, Bar- Barbara, Wa- Martha Washington. Yeah, that was like, like the just, only woman who mattered because she, she sewed a flag. Like it just started Put out Put you like, in your place, girlfriend. All these guys got together and like, hey. A whole bunch of rich guys smarter than everybody else. Saying like, hey, um, <laughs> F the rich British. dudes. <laughs> F the British. They don't represent me. Let's make a country. And I mean, and honestly, this is And we don't need nobody's help. Yeah, and, and it kind of like, and that's one thing I was pointing out. Like, I remember uh-huh. in government class and that whole three fifths um, amendment or whatever it was in the right. Constitution. Right. Like, every five black people would only count as like. No. I forget. What, one, no, they, we weren't considered, we weren't considered people. Black people were not people, they were property. They were, they were like cattle. But because, like, but then because the slave owning South wanted to have more power in the government, they said, oh, no, no, they can be people for this purpose. And so now each, each African, African descent slave was worth three fifths of a, yeah, per, of a, of a human. So then, you know, you get a whole bunch together. Like, so ridiculous. So you get a bunch. <laughs> the whole thing eventually. was just so ridiculous to me. I, you can't like like Stacy Dash said. You can't have it both ways. You can't be a person and property at the same time. Yeah. So if you want segregation or you want integration, so she's kind of talking about with Jada. If you want to have your own or separate and use your resources for that, or you want to be included into it. If you don't, then you're hauling for segregation, which is as Will said a regressive slide. We're going back to the days of Jim Crow and separate but equal, and we're going to all have our own little things and our own award shows, and that's all that matters. Or we're going to be, as Will said, this magnificent gumbo. We do need to mix it up, and I can agree with Stacey Das on that. I don't believe that we should have um, our own things 
everybody it should all we should all want to just be inclusive and so I was really disappointed when years ago when I was small I don't know how long it's been going on but when they came out with the Latin Grammys and I felt sad because I was not really so much angry that Latin Americans wanted to have their own Grammys but the fact that they felt like they could not be included in the regular Grammys and the fact that if you look at the regular Grammys now, you still see them not represented. And I think the thought is, oh, because they have their Latin Grammys, you know? And so I think that it's kind of, it doesn't really work to have the separate but equal. We know it doesn't work. So we need to just try to reach out and be more inclusive of a big part of the population that we are overlooking constantly, which are people who are not wealthy, who may not be white, you know, we need to make sure that we include everybody who has built this nation and made it great and continues to make it great. If Berlin can do it, if Europe can do it and embrace diversity, man, America, hurry up, catch up. Just catch up. You know, it's, it's sad. And I don't know how you feel about that, Khalif, but that always did bother me, like the Latin Grammys. You know? Well, there were a lot of things that actually bothered me that, um, and Latin Grammy is actually a great example, like, but when it came about, I immediately knew what was happening because I used to, I love watching the Grammys. Mm -hmm. and, of course you do. And I think, um, I mean, I, I did put that in past tense. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, but we are going to, we're going to, we're getting to that. But what did you have to say about that? Well, I mean, I'm just saying that. But when I saw like the Grammys, when they had like Live La Vida Loca playing on stage. Right, right. But he wasn't nominated for anything. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like I was watching this and I thought this was very racist mm -hmm. because I was like, well, you got Ricky Martin and a very popular swing jazzy song mm -hmm. that everyone's jamming and white folks were like, oh, living la vida loca, baby. And my God and I, you know, yeah. everyone's doing that jazz. Mm -hmm. But then no one's nominated. Yes. And so, mm -hmm. and I saw that happening with the Latinos, the Latin descent, pe people of Latin descent. And when I saw the Latin Grammys um, yeah, yeah. come out, uh -huh. <laughs> I wasn't surprised. I just right. felt that, I wasn't know, surprised, but I was angry, but not at them, but the fact. And so now that they are still not represented at the Grammys, so I'm kind of like, wow, really? <laughs> well, and I just think that, and like what you said, and I and I believe Pretend that stems. Pretend like that population doesn't exist. <laughs> well, and I believe that stems to the fact that, um, that stems to the playbook that, um, what you said, Jesus, I'm all tongue-tied. Okay, it's okay, but let's go ahead and talk about well, some of the, the Grammys that just came out last week, right? Oh, sorry, here mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. um, they're not, they're not represented, and mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, well, now there's a black president. Racism is over, so I'm going to just say how I feel about you. And I think that's kind of like what you're saying with the Latin Grammys. It's like, well, we really don't need to add them. Because they got their own thing. We, we It's like, it's all Grammy, but, you know, we're just going to dedicate a whole show and give it just to them. Right. So, yeah. No bueno. <laughs> but, man. But... And okay, after so, this whole backlash, right, there was so some other stuff that came out. And my boy, Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy Snoop Dog. Dog. Okay, we're doing two different ones, but that's okay. <laughs> so, you know, this, not only do we have a lot of people of diversity in the the acting field, of course, they're represented in music too. And Snoop Dogg has been a little bit of both. So he had his own 
part to say, right? And I would like to warn everyone. <laughs> Snoop Dogg uses some colorful language, and the language when we may say be, colorful, it means we mean bad words. And he <laughs> used some colorful language, and the words may you may find them a bit disturbing. So if you are listening with young ears around you, please put come, some you put know, some earplugs in their ears right now, earmuffs or something. Yeah. Put your headphones on. <laughs> All right, so here, here's that clip from the rapper Snoop Dogg. Good morning, y'all. Now, I normally don't make comments on, you know, political shit or shit that be going on in the media, but I watched my sister Jada Pinkett speak on the Academy Awards and how they don't really, you know, they don't really fuck with black folks, but they use us for how they use us. I feel the same way in the music industry with the Grammys being nominated for 16, 17 Grammys and never winning one. So I kind of like feel what she's saying as far as great performances and never being, you know, acknowledged. But who gives a fuck? Fuck the Grammys. Fuck the Oscars. Fuck all that old slavery bullshit-ass award show. Fuck them. I'm with you, baby girl. I may not say it as nice or as classy as you, but I'm on the same page as you. And fuck them. They steal all our culture, steal all our slang, steal all our everything, and then they make it cool, and then we can't get no acknowledgement for what we do as far as being originators and creators to this entertainment world, so to speak. So, Jada, this is Snoop. I love you. Appreciate you. What you said is so true. I'm going to say it for you the way you really should have said it. Fuck the Oscars. Fuck the Grammys. And fuck any of you motherfuckers who nominate or don't nominate. You old motherfuckers need this shit to get off the pot. I said, let's have a hood awards where we give all black folks what they do and deserve from yesteryear, today, and tomorrow. Because there's some great filmmakers, great actors, great actresses, great screenwriters, et cetera, et cetera, but we don't get that, that look that we deserve. So from Jada Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, Snoop Dogg, and all the disgruntled black actors and actresses all around the world, I'll say it for them. Fuck the Oscars. Fuck the Grammys. I'm not watching that bullshit-ass show. Fuck them. I'll be smoking dope, kicking it. You dig? Now suck dick or die trying. Snoop Dogg. Wow. Snoop Dogg. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> man, Snoop Dogg. F him. Yeah. F him. And that's really, I think, and I never how noticed a lot of that. people feel. I never noticed that. He brought up a very interesting point. He was nominated for 16 Grammys and never won one. That. <laughs> Murder was the case that they gave me. Murder. I mean, I'm not really into to Grammys. I, I was always the, the Academies, you know. But, that was always my thing. I, I love movies and acting. But this plays into the fact that... But that is a lot of times we nominate and not get anything. It's so, kind of like, screw you guys. I'm going home. But he has a very <laughs> val- very truthful point. You know, as many nominations he has, he could be invited to perform, you know, throw on, you know, entertain. Right, entertain. But you're not good enough to get my award. Right? What are we going to keep? And so, and he tied that in because he felt what Jada was saying. If right. We're not, if people of color, of melanin, as we, as my boy and the band Bold Coast like to say, uh-huh. if people of melanin will not be represented, then F them. We need to get, we need to represent ourselves then. Right. But he did bring up cultural ap- appropriation, which we have talked about before. And 
it is offensive if you will adopt these things but not acknowledge where you got it. Right, like like um you would see like there was this great thing when um the black kids were being shot and they started showing like these guys put these fabulous pictures together. One is like the high school graduation photo or the guy who's a doctor, but it's the same guy, but he's dressed as a thug holding guns and gats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they were just trying to say like, um, would you think of this person doing this when they left their job or something like that? And so it was really a play on image. You know, what, what you see is what you think people are always and forever will be. Right, right. And... And we kind of got that a little bit in Korea. Like, we would see, like, all the adults wearing uh-huh. their suits and ties and their nice shoes and their shiny suits going to work. And then on the weekend, everybody's hip that. Okay. Hip hop. I, I don't, it's like a side, you went down a tangent or whatever. <laughs> Basically, I'm saying that um, you can't judge a book by its cover. Right. But that's not what Snoop Dogg is talking about, anyway. <laughs> well, we were talking about the appropriation. Right, cultural appropriation, but that doesn't have to... Okay. Whatever, we'll move on. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, so cultural appropriation is just that it is offensive when, if I say shizzle my nizzle, and then all of a sudden everybody comes up to me, shizzle my nizzle. And the way Snoop Dogg, I just never thought that maybe he would be offended by that. And it seems like he is a bit, you know, it's like, man, screw you, man. (laughs) Stop saying that, like... You're stupid. <laughs> and so, or like, um, and like, I remember my buddy, um, who's a fantastic artist. I'm not going to say his name because he's probably a little embarrassed by this story. Little mad fellow, redhead fellow. Um, but he was talking about how he hated that song, Party Like a Rock Star, Party Like a Rock Hated that song. Uh-huh. Because they're like, that one part. Totally, totally dude. <laughs> because aren't they imitating like how white like, rock culture is like we're appropriating white rock culture right and they just kind of crazy back. you know and so jumping around breaking stuff <laughs> but he listened to like marvin Gaye and all this other stuff and he liked you know so why did why was he upset that they that they did that well because you know everywhere he went everywhere he walked around in memphis you know black people see him walking by himself and they're like totally dude <laughs> <laughs> He That's was, actually really funny. He was pissed at me for laughing over dinner. I but was it's like, funny. Dude, you're upset. I said, man, it's like. You know how many times Khalifa's been said, hey, yo, bro. Hey, bro. You know, and it's like, um, no, no. Or better yet. You can after, say hello. I was performing with the group Bold Coast and we covered um, Rage Against the Machine. Uh-huh. And everyone's rocking out, right? Which song? Oh, um. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh-huh. Killing in the name of. Okay. Thank you. I was like, I had to sing the song. I was singing. I was like, I had to like. Yeah, I, I the... was going to sing, but I was like, ooh, bad words. But yeah. <laughs> and so, and this song is talking about, you know, those who burn crosses are usually work forces. And I was like, oh, man, this, this song is Rage Against the Machine. If you guys don't know, go check them out. Fantastic militant group. I like that song because it is so topical to what's going on now. And also, the the lead singer was a part of the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement. He was down there in uh, Ferguson, you know. So this is the same thing that they were talking about in that song. Is oh, that yeah. sometimes what's in the police? We'll have to talk about that another day. But yes, yeah, so Kendrick Lamar brings all of this in his performance for the Grammys this past week. Well, 
yeah, so yeah, and this is the thing. So yeah, the Kendrick Lamar's mm-hmm. performance, this is why this ties into everything. Because he does come out, and this was so powerful to me. Like, it was really good. He comes out, and we're going to link this to the YouTube performance mm-hmm. that I found mm-hmm. on the site, so you can check that out on the webpage. Yeah. But it was a very unapologetic black performance. It was. It was like they come out dressed like they're in prison. He's in and chains. In shackles. And then, but they do break out of those chains and then you see them doing their African dancing and feeling like they are free. But what was really mo- the most beautiful part of the whole performance, I'm sorry, Khalif, I just kind of took it from you because no, I really get into theatrics, you know. And so the most beautiful part of the whole performance for me was at the end, his look in that like exhale kind of, I remember that movie Waiting to Exhale? It was just like, I have let out all of this anxiety and emotion and anger and frustration. And I have put it out there in front of all of these rich white people. And I am not sorry about that. It would make someone uncomfortable. This is my story, the the story of my people and what I know, you know, and I was like, that's so beautiful. And, and, and the reason why I we're talking about this, cause this ties into Queen B's performance, but we're Queen not Bay. Queen Bay. But <laughs> before we Beyonce. get, in, but before we get into that uh, that clip, um, I was really surprised at the non backlash of Kendrick Lamar's performance at the Grammys. Why were you surprised? I wasn't. I was I was surprised because a very unapologetic black performance. He comes out in chains, wearing a prison uniform, and uh, he's singing medley. Um, um, he's performing a medley of some of his mm-hmm. very pro-black songs, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Bravo, Kendrick Lamar! Oh my God, bravo!" <laughs> Stunning performance. Oh, yes. Very stunning. It reminds me of the little well, boys I, in Brooklyn. I, I really don't know what their reaction was because Neither really do I. I'm exaggerating. Time. And the host was another brother who's down for the cause. So, and the reason why I say this is because... Hello, Cool J, in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> but, but since there wasn't any hoopla, why do you feel there wasn't any hoopla about it? Because of the stage. Um... Like I said, the Grammys are all about uh, theatrics and the power of of your of your, your art, your craft, and you are okay. It is totally okay to be your. It's always been okay and acceptable to be yourself at the Grammys. You're never like I've never heard anyone being trash for performances, being too sexual or too weird or too scary or too inappropriate, because that is the stage for it, you know. And they allow you to be who you are as an artist. You know, when Lord, Lord, when she like jumped up there and was screaming about, oh, the establishment and everything, you know, screw you guys. Screw the Grammys and the establishment. Right. And they were just kind of like, yeah, clap, clap, clap. Because that is why she she won the award, because she is different, unique, and she has a message that speaks to the masses. And so I think that's why it was like. Bravo, bravo, good job, Kendrick, good job, you know. And the reason why I'm... Be yourself. <laughs> and the reason why I'm saying this is because Beyonce, beloved American icon now. Lord mercy, she got them people upset. Down from Houston, <laughs> from her dad is from Alabama, her mom from Louisiana, and mm-hmm. for that, she got Texas Bama. Exactly. Sorry, I'm really messing Get up the song. Get information. Get information. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know, know what he's going through. <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, I just said that. Um, her perf- Well, she released the video the day before the Super Bowl or maybe two days before. I can't remember if it was a Friday or Saturday. I saw that. I heard the song first and I saw the video. And then when she performed at the Super Bowl, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, girl. Ooh, girl. And the reason why I wanted to definitely Ooh, bring this up because... <laughs> I saw. I had to go back and witness the performance. I did see the big X shape they performed on. Yes, because remember I mentioned last episode, and you were like, "Oh, I yeah, didn't I mean, see any of that." I and for those of you that want to see some of this stuff, I ha- I will link. I will actually display the video on the podcast page. So go and check it out, please. Cool. And so, and then I had to go see, and the video just seemed to disappear off the net. It did for a while. It really did, and I was like, "What happened?" Like. Ooh, cause people were upset. She like her 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 Jackson Five nostrils. <laughs> her baby got an and her oh, what's her what's her baby name? Blue Ivy. Yes. Sorry, I keep thinking Blue Leaves. That's my buddy's name on Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah. And she was so cute, that big old nappy afro. She is a very cute little girl, and we do need to um and you know the natural hair movement. It's just about us taking taking back our own beauty and redefining it for who we are as who everybody is who you are and that's what beyonce has always been about though which is why the fact that there's a controversy is so stupid because she's always been a promotion of girl power and be who you are and own your beauty you know and own your power and but don't let i think her men, message you know but i think it was like an all-inclusive message what you're saying it is but yeah then absolutely. all of a sudden she's she's now a mom Oh, yes. Who, who's the mother of a black girl. She is. Who's going to grow up in this world. She will. And she wants to be a defining role model that her daughter could, like, look up to, I guess. And so... I think she's always been going that route, though. No, I mean, I mean I'm not saying it, but she's really mm-hmm. reaffirming her heritage. And look at me. Right. I am black. And I think that was really a message, and someone mentioned this before on... um. Bill Maher's show was that it really was a message towards black people to let us know that because, you know, during all this controversy, Black Lives Matter, we have heard not so much from really famous, like top black celebrities. And one of them was was, was Beyonce. And so this was her way to say, no, guys, I'm with you. I just had to put this together and get it. And just like you, Khalif, you were trying to think of a way to really express how you feel about Black Lives Matter in your own words. Even Kendrick Lamar took a whole year to come up with the song that was right in the way for him to do it. So I think she needed that time. And when she came up formation, if you see the video, you see what she has done. And that was really a message to us to say, I stand with you. I am black. And that's why I was looking, which I have Mm -hmm. found a link, and I will add this also to the webpage, and you can also check it out if you have not seen it. Right. Um, very powerful. Yeah. The, she just wants to let us know. I'm the black. Stuff from I like Katrina, being black. <laughs> the, the stuff from Katrina, black guys getting shot in the middle of the street. Right. The images that she invokes oh, that are very... Oh, little boy dancing in a hoodie in front of a bunch of cops. Yeah, that those images she invoked. And also, I do want to thank L Artist for finding that video. It's a okay. YouTube person i'm okay. just gonna give them out because i'm you taking this from their page okay and we'll definitely <laughs> give that person their props on our page too so yes thank you and they also included the the subtitles with it didn't they yes they did have okay. the, the, the lyrics. lyrics cool very cool it kind of helps explain a little better because sometimes you're just so caught up watching it like well, see, what am what i happened. watching <laughs> What's he, like what you were making fun of me for in the last episode and i was like i was caught up in um 
just the theatrics of her performance. And so I didn't know this song, never heard of it. I couldn't really hear the lyrics. But when I hear the lyrics, I'm like, oh, okay. I see where she's coming at. The Illuminati mess. That made me laugh. <laughs> it was funny. Because that church group out there, they're saying that she's a devil worshiper because everything she does when she throws up the diamond for Rockefeller, that's a sign of the Illuminati. But here's what I, I'm confused about. Just real quick, Kali, because, you know, I thought the Illuminati was a group from the Catholic Church and they had, and I didn't know, remember them being devil worshippers, so I'm confused. The Illuminati, for those who don't know, please f- read a book. Um, hey, man, I read books. I just you. don't read the history of the Illuminati. Sorry, you know, I'm a bit of a philosopher in the church. <laughs> And I'm a geek for okay, the church. Okay, well, are they devil worshippers? The Illuminati is not a group of devil worshippers. That's what I thought. If you all know, <laughs> they were a group of scientists like Galileo. Um, maybe, I don't want to say Da Vinci, but you know. It's questionable because it's supposedly a secret society. So we're not supposed to know for sure well, who was in the Illuminati. Well, the church knew because supposedly. Galileo was put on house arrest. Yeah. But um, there's a they, these were great minds that worked. Because at this time, at that time, the church was the most... It still is one of the most richest and powerful groups. Yes, yes, yes. And so yes. these were people you wanted. You're an artist or whatever. Mm-hmm. You want to get paid. You work for that entity. Heck yeah, make that money. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, old school Walmart. <laughs> and so these people work for them, but they were scientists that figured out that the sun, the Earth revolves around the sun, not the sun revolves around the Earth, and they had actual proof of this. So really, what was the point of the Illuminati? What what, what is their what Illuminati? Was their Illuminati is Italian for the enlightened ones. Exactly. Which Mm -hmm. means those who know. If -hmm. you have knowledge, you are enlightened. Therefore, Mm -hmm. if you're an educated person, you are enlightened. Mm -hmm. So America is the... Were they they trying to... What what was their goal? Their goal was not to overthrow the church, but mm-hmm. the church. But it's kind of like this the defining church argument them and made them into the bad guys because they are like we should also study well, science and know the truth. Well, no, not just that. <laughs> it's because in the Bible it talks about how old the Earth is and the sun revolving around the Earth, and when science proved that wrong. You don't want people saying that your book is incorrect because if this book can have this fact wrong, what else is wrong in this book? And church religion is based on the the business of religion is based on emotion and faith. So if you can get people disheartened and believe that something about their faith is wrong, then so what else? all in all, summary, summarize it, bring it all together. I'll summarize it for you. Illuminati, not devil worshippers. Illuminati were educated individuals who were scientists and the church made them out to be the bad guys because they thought that if people start believing what these scientists had to say, they would stop believing in church and the church would lose a lot of money. The end of the story. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I love this part of history and stuff like that. Well, guys. we'll have to devote a show to it. <laughs> but anyway, so, so Beyonce was able to have another unapologetically black performance. Which called... <laughs> As I like to christen, baycots around bay the country, <laughs> not boycotts. No, nah, because they not no boys in this. Mm. All Queen Bay baycots, mm-hmm. and so there is stuff. And what was it? A performance in Baltimore? The cops didn't want to um, provide security. Well, I don't think she started her tour yet, but they are saying that. They're trying to get the stuff together for the tour. Right. So some cops are, like, not going to provide security for the people who are going to see um, the concert and everything because they feel like her video and her performance is very anti-police. And 
anti-establishment. Stupid. And also, <laughs> and then with this Baycott, why are people feeling left out? Like, did they forget she was a black person? SNL. I love that skit on SNL. SNL, you know. Yeah, sorry, not everything is not for us. But, you know, just be in in a beautiful, uh, I can't remember her name right now, but she is a white reporter. And she said it best. She said, celebrating uh, your blackness or your ethnic background does not threaten the fact that I'm white. We should not be threatened that people want to celebrate their culture, their heritage, give honor to where their people have been and where they are going. That is not a threat to how we live in our way of life. And and I was like, that's true. So you, no one should be threatened when someone wants to wear their colors or whatever, celebrate their holiday or, you know, have a video that is about things that are happening in the black community. And you feel like you're, you know what, you may not be in that video, but your opinion, your emotion, your, your support to just say, yeah, you know what, we shouldn't be killing, cops shouldn't be killing anybody. You know, I'm not in support of that. I think it's wrong, it's bad, and hopefully these cops are not doing it on purpose. You know, and the ones who do need to be punished. And I support you. I support that what you're trying to do is you're trying to save the people in your community, and you're trying to build your community. And when you build your community, it trickles down to me. So we all benefit from one group getting themselves together. Like, really. (laughs) Actually, and I love this um, unapologetic black movement. Because it's kind of like... I'm black. Yes. <laughs> well, because it's kind of like this. Um, when hip-hop first started, and it was, you know, becoming mainstream, and Run DMC's working mm-hmm. with Aerosmith, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, you, but then you started having, like, Vanilla Ice and these type of rappers come into play that wasn't really... They were performers, but they weren't, like, I it's guess, It's okay. Real. I mean, so, that's, like, pasta. But no, no, no. It <laughs> relates to today, what uh-huh. I'm trying to say. Okay. Because then... Hip hop took a swing, took a turn to mm-hmm. keep it real, and the African medallions, keeping it real, the African mm-hmm. N W A gangster rap, keeping it real, um, African medallions, Afro and braids started coming back, and these things were things that left out white America, and so it became demonized. These thugs. These hoodlums. We need to put parental dress. <laughs> look at how they dress. Put parental advisory, and hopefully, no one will buy their albums. It was a form of censorship, and it was a, like a way of trying to control a group of people that was trying to voice their anger with the way society. Well, was. they needed parental advisories on that stuff. The the well, the that is true. Out. I blame that on two live crew. <laughs> Me so horny. Anyways, so. It's just it's just important to note that, you know, like you guys, you know, white people, we still love you. <laughs> We're still Americans. We're still in this together. And I, but... I'm going to go with Stacey Dash. We're Americans first, no matter where our parents, grandparents, great grandparents, great, 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 whatever, where they came from. We are going to be Americans first. And like we said before in our past series, we are going to make America great, but not just for a certain group of people, for everybody. 
you know, and we're going to overlook these false color barriers, which are so stupid anyways. And we're going to really talk about the real issues is that these false color barriers have led to some economic disadvantages. And so the key heinous actions towards certain groups. Right. So the key is to build up those economically disadvantaged areas. And bring it up so that everyone can compete equally and may the, the truly strong survive and be successful and thrive. Sound like to me you're oh. calling for a neo-affirmative action. I am calling for a neo-affirmative action. I want us to level the playing field at birth and everybody go. <laughs> Your color should not say that, oh, you're negative 15 points. Right? You just be born and they weigh you and see, you know, some of you may have a little disabilities. We have to overcome those and some of you may not. And but it has nothing to do with your color. It just may be physical or mental disability that you'll have to overcome. And everybody go. The race for life and whoever does the best or does okay or however it falls will have nothing to do with the fact that, oh my gosh, you were born the wrong color, the wrong culture, the wrong religion. There's no wrong color, wrong culture, wrong religion. There isn't. It's America. It's all America. So everyone who came here, everyone's included. (laughs) Everyone who came here is included in the, the American ideal, but also what makes you different Mm -hmm. also adds a little flavor. It's like, as Will Smith said, you're making a gumbo. You start out with this water and you start adding stuff to it. Right? You don't want it. some plain hot water. You got to add all these wonderful things So you start adding seasoning. You start adding spices. You start adding rice or whatever that you need to make your gumbo. You start adding the sausage, the shrimp, and whatever mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Those are all different things once put together right. make one hell of fried soup. Exactly. So own that and stop being intimidated. Okay, you know, next time, next time you see a sister, maybe just, uh, oh, I'm talking about black sister, no matter what color you are, maybe say, hey, girl, get in formation, you know, like joke, you know, it's it's okay. We don't have to always be so serious about this thing. We need to recognize our diversity and acknowledge that that's what makes us, like Will Smith said, that's our superpower. It's okay to notice that you're black and I'm not. Woohoo! Like, um, and I'll end, and I'll just end this on this note, and mm-hmm. it's not a tangent. It actually relates to what okay. you just said. Okay. I tend to do that. <laughs> but um, I was in I was in New York. I was on tour, and um, my new little brother. Oh, you said this story before. Well, I'd say it again because it actually relates. But <laughs> it um, related to what we talked about before. Too. Well, then I would say it again. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about this hot Puerto Rican woman. No, 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 no. It's not about this. But um, okay, yeah. Okay, you heard. <laughs> well, you've heard the story. Yes. Well, long story short, basically, I end up telling him this is what I feel makes America a great country. But he's very Korean proud, and he's mm-hmm. like. Like he just got offended, like offended that I said America is the greatest country above everyone else. No. And I was like, no, it makes it a great country because it is. But we really want to be. So we need to do the things that we need to do if we're to gonna, become that. <laughs> like, um, what did that clip say from Newsroom? Oh, God, that was so good. He was like, we that, used that, to want to be. We used to be the greatest. Be. We could be the greatest mm-hmm. again if we just, we used to work. We used to work together. We and used to come up pride, with solutions and right? take pride in right? what we did. Right? We no longer do that. And as this one, I wish I could find who said this, but when you become a nation mm-hmm. of, we America used to We're be a nation, a nation of, of many nations, right? Well, no, no, no. We, are, um, we used to be a nation of creators. Mm-hmm. Now we're an, a nation of critiquers. <laughs> 
<laughs> once you know, it feels like with this, these elections. <laughs> once you know, once you no longer create and you become the critique, you're doomed for failure because you're not doing anything to innovate. You're trying to preserve what you already have. When you started out trying to make things new and better, and when you just think things are okay the way it is, you get like these third world situations in a country that's supposed to be first world. And we do have a lot of weird third world stuff thinking going on here, which is disappointing. So uh, we did mention affirmative action. He called, I said I was like a neo-affirmative action. Uh, we are going to discuss that because that was also controversial at the end of last year, I believe, coming into this year. And it also relates to, um, I just want to, even though I disagreed with him very much, I do want to, you know, give my respects and honor, rest in peace to one of the Supreme Court justices, Justice Antonin Scalia. He passed away last week after 30 plus years on our Supreme Court, the American U.S. Supreme Court. So I want to give honor to the time he served and what he tried to do for our country, whether or not I agree with him all the time. I know that it takes a lot of thought and consideration to do the job that he did. So rest in peace. And on that note, I'm your boy, Khalid. And I'm your girl, Jamise. We're going to catch you next time. Bye, y'all.